Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Rich for Friendly Life podcast, where we help organize our clients' lives so well that they tell us that it allows them to live a rich, fulfilling life. Thank you for subscribing and continuing to listen to my podcast. And if you're new here, consider subscribing. Let's get started. Hi everyone, my name is Saad Nadeem and welcome to your Rich Fulfilling Life channel. In this video, I will go over everything you need to know about gold at the moment. What's going on with it, what's the cause of this surge in gold prices this year, and what would possibly bring gold prices back to earth. I'll also go over the massive rally of tech companies and how the market is getting extremely concentrated to the point where it resembles the tech bubble which if we all remember brought the stock market down by well over 40 percent in 2001. Gold hit a record high this week since prices of gold have been tracked. It surpassed $1,900 an ounce for the first time since Bank of England and Rothschild founded the daily price back in 1919. This is a pretty big thing to happen and of course it happens now in 2020. To give you an idea how crazy the gold rally has been this year, it's up just shy of 9% this month and up over 27% for the year. So what's pushing these gold prices higher? The first reason is the decline in the US dollar. This is seen as a major contribution to these rising gold prices. In the month of July, investors have pretty much sold US dollars and bought currencies of other developed countries with lower infection levels. The ICE US dollar index, which tracks the dollar against six major currencies, is down over 4% in this past month alone. When talking about stocks and other types of investments, 4% is not a lot. However, when talking about currencies, 4% is huge. The second reason is that investors think that gold is a hedge against inflation. A drop in the yields of inflation protected treasuries due to the monetary stimulus is causing this huge run on gold prices. So what does this mean? This means that real yields, which is the value of bond yields after adjusting for inflation expectations, have plunged for treasuries, which is contributing to the weakness in the dollar. So for example, if I have $1 and I keep this $1 under my bed and after 10 years I take that $1 out of my bed and go try to buy something, my $1 will be worth a lot less than if I were to just take this $1 right now and go to the dollar store and buy something. The reason for this is inflation. So each year prices of goods and services get more expensive. This is why this is a key driver for pushing gold prices higher. Investors are thinking that in real returns, if they buy bonds, they're actually going to be losing money. So even though gold doesn't provide income, at least it won't lose its value. Or if they're lucky, it might even increase in value. And this continues to push the prices of gold higher. The US Central Bank is due to comment this coming Wednesday on its country's economic outlook so it will be interesting to see what they have to say. However, it should be noted that investors are already factoring in a gloomy outlook provided by the feds in their Wednesday meeting. Any positive news or more positive than investors expect 
will surely pull back gold's prices. What other events could bring the gold prices back lower? If the US can get a hold on a situation with coronavirus, this will help bring the economy back to life and people will probably move away from gold and back into the markets. Another event that could potentially bring gold back to earth is if another correction happens in the markets, then gold will be the first thing that's sold in order to meet investors' margin calls. Now let's take a quick look at the markets. Technology stocks are being bought left, right, and center because of their limited exposure to the pandemic. For this reason, NASDAQ is up 22% for the year, which mainly consists of technology companies. And the S&P 500 is hovering around historic highs, mainly because of the five biggest stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Alphabet. While someone who doesn't follow the markets as closely might think that, hey, the S&P 500 is actually hovering around 0% for the year after that crazy fall off back in March, this must mean that things might be getting better. Not really though, because what people don't understand about the S&P 500 is that it is a market cap index, which means that the larger companies have a bigger influence on the overall result of the index. Not really though, because what people don't understand about the S&P 500 is that it is a market cap index, which means that the larger companies have a bigger influence on the overall result of the index. The five companies I mentioned earlier, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, and Microsoft, I'll refer to them as FAMG from now on. They have added more than one third of their market value in 22 alone. And these five companies alone have pushed the S&P 500 to hover around 0% for the year. Take this for example, the S&P 500, which consists of the 500 largest companies in the United States, if we exclude FAMG companies, the other 495 companies in the index are down 5% on a cap-weighted index. The last time this heavy concentration was happening in the markets was back in 2001 during the tech bubble. At that time, the five companies were Cisco, General Electric, Exxon, Intel, and Microsoft. Out of the five, only Microsoft still seems to be around and still as big of a player as it used to be back in 2001. At that time, these five companies were accounting for 18% of the growth in the S&P 500. Compare that to today's FAMG companies, where they account for 22% of the S&P 500. This amount of concentration is absolutely ridiculous because it leaves no room for margin of safety and even the slightest negative information will kill the entire market. For example, from current market prices, if FAMG stocks declined by just 10%, just to keep the index flat, the bottom 100 companies in the S&P 500 would have to rise by a collective 90%. This year just keeps on getting crazier. So with gold prices hitting historic highs and the stock market hitting historic highs or at least very close to hitting historic highs, there's just one word that comes to my mind. 
Caution. I feel that people around the world are just experiencing FOMO, fear of missing out, and are just trying to ride the wave of the stock market. There are already many stories out there how people are replacing sports gambling with day trading. And when the stock you are buying just keeps on going higher and higher, you must be the smartest person in the world. But that's not necessarily the case. Be cautious, be prudent, be rational, and don't let emotions get the best of you. Investing is a long-term game. Trying to make quick profits usually results in huge losses. If you're itching to invest some money right now, time might be your best friend. There's no point rushing into things when you have your whole life ahead of you. The number one thing you must have on your side when investing is what's called a margin of safety. If something is worth $1, can I negotiate to bring the price down to 90 cents or even 80 cents to ensure that even if my calculation regarding the value of the investment is wrong and maybe it's not $1, but if I can buy it for say 90 cents or even 80 cents, it will vastly put the odds in my favor of being right. And that margin of safety is just not there in the markets today. I leave you with some wise words by Herbert Stein, who was the chairman of President Richard Nixon's Council of Economic Advisors. He said, if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. If you found this episode helpful or knowledgeable, please do share this episode with just one other person who you feel would benefit from this episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Once again, my name is Saad Nadeem. Thank you for listening and continue to strive to live your rich, fulfilling life.